It's a mini-sode. Hit it. What's up, dudes? This is Jerry D. with another mini-sode of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, we got it covered. Now, joining me today is a very special guest from my house. It's little number one. Say hi. Hi! (laughs) And today's mini-sode is extra special because we're going to be improving a... Christmas story that my daughter, little number one here, made up uh, when she was four years old. That I have no memory of. <laughs> what? All that time? And you you don't remember writing this? Nope. Okay, well, I kind of cleaned it up a little bit, but it's uh, it's about 90% hers. And we, I would, <laughs> we would just write this together. And we thought it'd be a fun thing if we just told this, uh, told this story together. So... Sit back, grab some popcorn and hot chocolate, maybe some peppermint. Peppermint. Yeah, peppermint. And enjoy the story. But it's not really like a fully story. We're improving it. It's mostly just an outline, okay? So, you know, don't, don't be too harsh on us here. All right, here we go. It was a quiet little town. Nothing really bad ever happened there. But all of a sudden, families were waking up, little kids screaming, because their Christmas trees were gone. In some cases, there were even huge chunks of the house missing with what looked like bite marks. Bite marks, that's weird, isn't it? But only a few lights were remaining of the mystery of the disappearing trees. (laughs) Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of clues. Um, So all the detectives on the case were baffled. Detectives were going crazy because they didn't know what. So all the detectives were clueless. They had no idea what was going on. But one of them thought this was kind of up the alley of an expert that he met way back when he was a traffic cop. He discovered a string of missing trees. Not only in homes but in public places, too. Yep, that tree in Town Square, gone. That uh, tree in the library, gonzo. Uh, Gonzo. (laughs) So he followed the trail, but all he found were tracks. Large tracks. And some bite marks, too. Meanwhile, in Santa's workshop, the elves were making toys. As you know, Christmas was coming. And Buddy, Jingle, and Jangle brought in Santa's list for him to check twice. But then, out of the blue, the candy cane phone on Santa's desk rang, and and it startled Santa. <laughs> and, of and he course. spilled his hot cocoa. Oh, man, what a waste. I love hot cocoa. <laughs> but, of course, it was Frosty who told him to have Jack Frost alert everyone as fast as he could. 
So Jack Frost uses his his uh, ice magic to form little patterns on the window panes, and these designs help alert all the others to help out in the situation here. So Frosty belly whopped into the workshop. <laughs> Meanwhile, Patch got Rudolph from the stables, and the ghosts of Christmas tide appeared. Ooh, how spooky! The past ghost, the <laughs> present ghost, uh-huh. and the future ghost. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and uh, Jack Frost picked up the Grinch from Whoville, headed that way. And the master toy maker and the Nutcracker took Chugs the train train from Toyland. Toyland, Toyland. So now that they were all gathered, Frosty debriefed everyone on the situation. In other words, he told everybody. And as he spoke, the ghost of Christmas past showed everyone what happened and revealed the creature. It was... Eureka, the jelly bean bug. (laughs) That's very Rankin Bass. I love it. Uh, (laughs) No, it isn't. It was. So the ghost of Christmas present, meanwhile, showed everyone where the creature was now so they knew exactly where to go to stop him. So the Grinch rushed and made a plan to stop the creature. So all of them headed off to go confront Eureka the jelly bean bug. Dun dun dun! <laughs> so while they were there, they all used their different powers and abilities to subdue the creature. Santa was trying his best to throw um, to throw presents and ornaments at him. Rudolph was using his light and his flight. Frosty and Buddy the Elf were mm-hmm. throwing snowballs. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they're good at that. But the creature was too strong. Oh, no. Oh, no. What's on Santa? Watch out, guys. Yeah, he quickly devoured the Master Toymaker's toy soldier army. Like, like it wasn't even close. Then they saw a figure on the cliff above and found... The Great Pumpkin controlling the creature! Oh no, not the Great Pumpkin. The the Great Pumpkin's fiery breath almost melted, and I say melted, Frosty, and burned the Nutcracker. Oh, but Buddy threw a snowball into the Great Pumpkin's eye, momentarily, uh, you know, turning off his flame. That was close. Mm Mm-hmm. Then, Eureka, the jelly bean bug, <laughs> kept eating more pine trees and growing larger yep. and larger every second and every pine tree. And every hero had to flee. Oh, no. But that's okay. They regrouped back at the North Pole. We made it. Since it was almost Christmas Eve... Santa, as usual, checked the toy production, see how things were, any other, any choo-choo trains left to build and stuff like that. Right, but while he was doing that, the Grinch formulated a new plan based on two different strike teams. Ooh, I like it, very excellent. <laughs> so they d- decided to bring some Christmas trees from Christmas Tree Land. Uh, Besides presents for those houses now without trees, which is kind of sad and disappointing. 
don't yeah. have trees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a little bit of a bummer. So Santa called Godmother from Christmas Tree Land to and asked her to, to get some trees ready that they could take and deliver. And so he sent Bumble, the Miser Brothers, the and Bumble. Chugs the Train to collect them. So with a new plan intact, in hand. Jack Frost forged a great ice chain to freeze Eureka the jelly bean bug. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, but the ghost of Christmas yet to come. He began the surprise. He created a mist and darkness and just shrouded the whole place in black so that they could sneak up on the creature. <laughs> Ooh, spooky. The ghost of Christmas Pat lit his fiery flame and Rudolph with his nose like a light bulb. And together they used their things to attract Eureka the Jelly Bean Bug. <laughs> uh, and while they did that, as the creature was coming, Frosty and Buddy kept throwing snowballs, just pummeling him with snowballs. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, Santa was confusing the creature with his bougie flying. No, fancy flying. That doesn't apply in that situation. <laughs> but everybody knows that the Santa sleigh has a flux capacitor and an oscillation overthruster. And so he used those to appear and reappear in different things and fly through the creature and all sorts just to distract him and get him all confused. And the Grinch uses incredible strength to lift Eureka the jelly bean bug. <laughs> and what? Yes. Yeah, so he lifted him up. Jack Frost chained him up, and that left the master toy maker with uh, his shrink gun. He was able to shrink the creature. Mm-hmm. That was that was what's going on in Strike Team One. What about Team Two? Meanwhile, the Nutcracker used his sword to fight the Great Pumpkin. Who protested the whole time? Yeah, like, no, no, I'm innocent. What? No, I don't want to fight you. I don't want to fight you. But while he was doing that, the ghost of Christmas present grew super large and grabbed the great pumpkin. And what did he do? He sprinkled warmth from his torch to calm and comfort the great pumpkin. Once calmed, calmed, the great pumpkin told how Eureka ate. Oh, the jelly bean bug ate all his pumpkin in the pumpkin patch. Oh. And then, then tried to eat him. Oh, well, that's so he gave the creature something else to go after, uh, which was the pine trees. Oh, those poor Christmas trees. So they realized that, you know what? He's not really evil. He's just eating to survive. So they had to come up with a little bit different strategy. Back on the battlefield, the two teams reunited and organized the new information they just got and how to give the creature some, wait, yeah, some food. (laughs) So Santa took a candy cane from his pocket and he uh, worked his magic and multiplied it to a huge quantity. And so the creature ate it and was... Satisfied. He wasn't evil, just hungry. Kind of hangry I was going to say, you could say he's a bit hangry, I guess. So, now that they know that all they have to do is feed the creature, uh, they decided to take Eureka to the North Pole, where he could eat all the peppermint it wanted from Yukon Cornelius's mine. So they all apologized and made friends with this great pumpkin. 
What is that voice you're doing? I don't know. <laughs> so, Santa delivered the toys and the new trees on Christmas Eve as usual. And everything was back to the way it should have been. But. Or is it? On Boxing Day, Feast of St. Stephen, all was quiet at the North Pole. Suddenly, Rudolph came crashing through the roof. Dazed, he said, Winterbolt is back, you guys, before passing out. And they realized the team needed to expand to handle this bigger threat. So they called in the reserves. Number one, Defense Specialist Kevin McAllister. North Pole Security. Chemical coating expert Clark Griswold. To create specialized armor. Multimedia network executive Frank Cross. As telecommunications director. Beacon of warmth and nostalgia. Cricket on the heart. As uh, he's going to be their emotional support. Gluttonous herb. The Styracosaurus. Styracosaurus as the muscle. Intellectual Albert the Mouse as anal- analysis strategist. <laughs> as analyst. Honorary yeah. members. Peter Cottontail. <laughs> what? Yeah, Peter Cottontail. Oh, okay, okay. Father Time. Ooh, who else? Mother Nature. I'm loving it. The Miser Bros. Well, that sounds like it's going to be trouble. <laughs> Godmother. Oh, she's so nice. Blarney Killer Killarney? <laughs> Larney Killikalarney. Oh my goodness. Winter. Formerly Winter Warlock. I think with a team like that, they have a good chance of defeating Winterbolt and all his minions. I heard he was paired up with uh, Old Mag the Hag, too. Oof. And then if you throw in the Wet Bandits, oh man. Oh no, that's not good. <laughs> anyway, that is Uncanny Xmas. In another episode, we will be seeing. The answer to that little story in the epilogue, you In the epilogue? Epilogue. Oh, what? So there's going to be a part two? Ooh, that's fun. Okay, yeah, that's like too that. too much, too much. I like doing that. Yes, <laughs> too, too much. Okay, so <laughs> I hope you enjoyed uh, this little, just uh, short little rendition of a story that she wrote when she was four. And uh, slightly, and I said slightly, embellished by yours truly. And uh, anyway, so which is you? That is me. That's right. Yours truly. <laughs> and on that note, later, dudes. Later. <laughs>